Want to write a novel but not sure where to start? Grab a copy of my free story starter kit workbook by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash starter kit. In this free multi-page guide, I'll walk you through the first five questions to ask and answer before writing any story. You'll get clarity on your characters, your setting, your theme, your plot, and so much more. So one more time, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash starter kit to grab your free copy. And that's because the pacing of your story is going to slow to a halt because of all that information you just dumped on the reader. And it's most likely going to result in you losing their interest. And that's really why you need to weave backstory into your novel bit by bit where it's relevant to what's happening in the scene so that you can avoid dumping a whole bunch of information on readers at once. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about character backstory specifically how to weave your character's backstory into your story in an effective way while avoiding the dreaded info dump. So if you've ever taken the time to develop your character's backstory, but you're not quite sure what to do with it when it comes time to write, or if you've ever been guilty of info dumping huge chunks of backstory because you don't know what else to do with it, then I think you're really going to like today's episode. But first, let's talk about what backstory is so that we're all on the same page. Backstory is basically everything that's ever happened in your character's life before the story starts on page one. So it's everything that's ever happened in your character's past that has helped to influence or shape who he or she is today in the story present. So in other words, your character's backstory has helped shape your character's worldview, their goals, their beliefs, their values, and even their fears. And because of that, your character's backstory is actually really important to understand. Your character's backstory is going to influence everything that happens in your story from the plot events to your character's goals and motivations to your ability to properly express your story's theme. But as writers, we need to be careful because backstory by definition takes the story backward in time. So whether you're using flashbacks, internal thought, or exposition to reveal what has happened in your character's past, every drop of backstory you insert into your story can stop its forward momentum. And that brings me to what I wanted to talk about next, which is where a lot of writers go wrong when it comes to handling character backstory in their drafts. So the biggest mistake I see writers make when it comes to handling backstory in their draft is delivering too much information too soon or too much information all at once. And I get why it's easy to do this because when you're writing the beginning of a story, you want to make sure the reader understands everything that's about to happen, right? So it's natural to want to fill the beginning of your story with backstory because it's kind of like saying, hey, hang on a minute before I tell you the story that you really want to hear. There are some things you need to know first. But in reality, there's really very little that readers need to know about a character's history in the first few pages. As writers, we need to know our character's history and why they act or think the way they do, but our readers don't need a complete rundown of our character's history, at least not all up front or not all at once. When you start a story off with tons of history or information, it's really hard for readers to engage and to feel swept up in the world of your story. And that's because your reader has nothing or no one to latch onto, so they have no character to identify with and care about. 
Instead, they're getting something that reads more like a history lesson. And when you give away too much information too soon, it can take away a large part of the reader's incentive to keep reading because they don't have anything to wonder about. And part of what's fun about reading fiction is that things unfold as the story moves forward. So the plot moves forward, the character development moves forward, and readers get to learn more about the character's past too. So when you dump all of this stuff on the reader up front, it's just not going to have the effect that you want. And in most cases, readers are probably going to put your book down and then never come back to it. So the question is, how do you avoid making this mistake in your story? And how do you weave backstory into your novel in a way that's going to engage readers rather than bog them down? I'm going to share my top three tips with you in a second, but first I wanted to let you know that there's a freebie for today's episode that you can download at savannagilbo.com forward slash backstory. In this freebie, I'll give you a set of questions that you can ask as you edit each scene in your story. That way you can always be sure that the backstory you're including in a given scene is A, worth including, and B, that it's in the right place in your story. So one more time, you can download that at savannagilbo.com forward slash backstory. Okay, so here are my top three tips for weaving backstory into your novel in a way that engages the reader instead of bogging them down. The first tip is to only include backstory where it's relevant to what's happening in the story present. So backstory should always be triggered by something that's happening in the present moment of the scene. And if you think about how memories pop up in your own life, they're usually triggered by something you see, hear, feel, or notice. So for example, say that you see a car that reminds you of the one your mom used to drive. When you see that car, you're probably going to start thinking of the times you spent with your mom in that car. Or maybe there's a certain smell that reminds you of an experience that you had in the past, and it not only makes you think of that experience, but other things that happened during that time too, right? And most of us writers have no trouble thinking up these rich histories for our characters, but a good storyteller knows to hold a lot of these details back and to only reveal them at a time when the details best serve the story. So one more time, you only want to insert backstory where it's relevant to what's happening in the story present. The second tip is to avoid info dumping at all costs. Now, you've probably heard the term info dumping before, but just in case you haven't, Info dumping is when a writer dumps paragraphs and paragraphs of information on the reader at one time, and you really want to avoid doing this wherever you can. A reader should only be told what they need to know the moment they need to know it. Because if you give readers a whole bunch of information without something actually happening in the story present, then there's not going to be very much to compel them to move forward in your story and to keep turning the pages. And that's because the pacing of your story is going to slow to a halt because of all that information you just dumped on the reader, and it's most likely going to result in you losing their interest. And that's really why you need to weave backstory into your novel bit by bit where it's relevant to what's happening in the scene so that you can avoid dumping a whole bunch of information on readers at once. The third tip is to always show the reader why that piece of backstory matters or how it affects your point of view character. So when you divert away from the main story, it's super important to show the reader why you're doing it. In other words, when you take a moment to put in some backstory, you want to show the reader how that piece of backstory affects the character and their present situation. And again, this kind of comes back to inserting backstory only where it's relevant to whatever's happening in the scene you're in. But it also has to do with showing the reader who your character is. 
because in real life, people have past experiences and memories that not only shape who they are, but also help shape what they believe in and what they value, what they fear, and how they just show up and act in the present day, right? So sometimes it's necessary to include backstory to show why your character has a specific fear or a specific motivation or belief or mindset. And this is what's really going to help you write compelling and believable characters that your readers are going to relate to. So those are my top three tips for effectively delivering backstory in your novel. And now I want to walk you through a really quick example from chapter seven of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So for context, this is right after Harry gets sorted into Gryffindor, and it's his first time ever eating in the Great Hall at Hogwarts. So it's only two paragraphs long, and here's what it says. Harry's mouth fell open. The dishes in front of him were now piled with food. He had never seen so many things he liked to eat on one table. Roast beef, roast chicken, pork chops and lamb chops, sausages, bacon and steak, boiled potatoes, roast potatoes, fries, Yorkshire pudding, pears, carrots, gravy, ketchup, and for some strange reason, peppermint humbugs. The Dursleys had never exactly starved Harry, but he'd never been allowed to eat as much as he'd liked. Dudley had always taken anything that Harry really wanted, even if it made him sick. Harry piled his plate with a bit of everything except the peppermints and began to eat. It was all delicious. I really like this short example because it hits on all three of the above points. So did you notice how the food in front of Harry triggers this little bit of backstory about how his life was so horrible at the Dursleys? And did you notice how this little bit of backstory is only a few sentences long? Not only is this snippet of backstory informative, but it also helps the reader to empathize with and root for Harry. So we read this and we want him to have more of these good moments because his life has been so miserable up until now. And knowing how he was basically starved at the Dursleys, we can then appreciate Harry's feelings toward the feast in front of him compared to the other students. So in other words, this little bit of backstory really helps us understand why this moment has such an impact on Harry. And this is actually a great exercise to do with one of your favorite books if you want to gain a better understanding of how backstory works and how to deliver it effectively in your own story. So if you want to, I recommend grabbing one of your favorite books and then picking a random page and seeing if you can pick out pieces of backstory that are woven into the story present. And then see if you can identify why the author chose to include that piece of backstory at that particular time in the story and just see what you learn. So, okay, you might be wondering what to do about the backstory in your novel if you have a finished draft, or how do you decide if the backstory you've written into a scene works, or if it's too much, or if it's in the wrong place. So I'm going to walk you through a really quick process for analyzing the backstory in your draft. The first thing I recommend doing is printing out a few pages of your own work, so an entire scene or an entire chapter, and then highlight everything that's not happening in the story present. And then once you've done that, I want you to answer these next couple questions as objectively as you can about each of the highlighted areas. So question number one is, does the reader really need to know this about my character? Or is this detail something that I find interesting but isn't exactly crucial to the story? Question number two is, if I remove this piece of information, is my story going to fall apart or be harder to understand? And then if you decide that the reader absolutely has to know a certain detail about the situation or the character, I want you to then ask yourself, 
if the reader needs to know this bit of backstory right now, or if you can reveal it somewhere else where it's more relevant to what's happening in another scene. The next question you can ask is, is there a better way to introduce this crucial bit of backstory besides simply relating it or simply telling it to the reader? So can you accomplish the same thing more subtly using hints or innuendos, kind of allowing the reader to fill in the gaps with his or her own imagination instead of just telling them outright? So that's the exercise. It's pretty quick, but it can really tell you a lot about kind of what's going on in each of your scenes. And if you have too much backstory at one time or if it's just in the wrong place. And if you're having a hard time being objective about your own work, this can be a great exercise to do with a critique partner. So you can swap pages with a critique partner and then go through these questions that we just went over to analyze the backstory in each other's scene or chapter. It's also something that a beta reader or an editor can help you with if you're really having trouble being objective. Okay, so let's do a quick recap of the key points from today's episode. Number one, your character's backstory is important to understand because everything that's happened to your character has helped influence and shape who they are in the story present. So in other words, their worldview, their fears, their goals, their motivations, the things they value... Pretty much everything about who your character is today has been shaped by the events of his or her past. Number two, try to only insert backstory where it's relevant. In other words, the backstory should always be triggered by something that's happening in the story present. Number three, avoid info dumping at all costs. Instead, try to give the readers information the moment they need to know it to keep your story moving forward. Number four, always show the reader why a piece of backstory matters. In other words, show the reader how that piece of your character's backstory or this piece of information you're unveiling affects your character in the present moment. And finally, number five, don't forget that there's a freebie for this episode that you can download at savannahgilbo.com forward slash backstory. In this freebie, there's a set of questions that you can ask of each scene in your story as you write or edit them. That way, you can always be sure that the backstory you're including in any given scene is A, worth including, and B, that it's in the right place in your story. So one more time, you can download that at savannahgilbo.com forward slash backstory. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed these tips on how to handle the backstory in your novel in a way that will engage readers instead of repelling them. And I know that creating backstory and effectively weaving it into your story isn't always easy, and it certainly takes time and thought. But if you can master these skills, then the quality of your writing and your story will greatly improve. So keep at it and don't give up. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannahgilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.